Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Optimal Living Advice. This time it's episode 270. I'm your host, Greg Audino. So thankful to have you here as we look to help another one of your fellow listeners out with something that's troubling them. Though this time they've chosen not to go into great detail, uh, we have a question on deck that stands to help a lot of people, I think, myself included, maybe. So let's jump right in, hear the question, break it down, and optimize your life. How do you break free from constant procrastination in your daily life? Okay, procrastination. One thing I really appreciate about this question is that even though it's obviously very brief, there is a particular sense of urgency, right? Constant procrastination, daily life. The impression is given that it really permeates for you and that it's no passing thing. And uh, while procrastination might be you know, more swarming like this for some people than it is for others, it's important to acknowledge the fact that always remains. Procrastination does not exist in everything. Even if the scale is like way tilted towards procrastination, there will always be a percentage of choices we make and tasks that we attend to right on time or maybe even early. And for someone who's struggling with procrastination, It's vital to not just be aware of that, but to interrogate this difference. Boiled down, procrastination is uh, just avoidance. So to me, the opening question would be, what specifically are you avoiding? How do you relieve yourself from it? And what is the engine driving all of this? Like most things, I would say start by looking at your patterns. The first pattern to look for would probably be what types of things you always put off, you know, maybe difficult conversations, work projects, cleaning your car, cutting the grass, sorting through mail, going to the gym, buying gifts, uh, shopping for food. The possibilities are, of course, endless. So spend some time uh, on putting a concise list like that together. And once you have that, we might run through a secondary list of patterns, vetting it even more, looking for similarities within the tasks themselves. Does this avoidance tend to happen maybe at a certain time of year? Does it happen when you're visiting with your parents, but not as much when you're at your own place? Are all of these tasks related to the same facet of life, like maybe career or in your relationships? Are these tasks more necessary uh, or are they more by choice? Do all of these tasks have a certain person in common? You know, maybe they're all tasks that involve collaboration of some kind with a roommate or a particular sibling or your partner. 
And if so, what's that type of collaboration? What does that look like? Uh, or perhaps all of these tasks require, you know, spending a lot of money. These are just some questions to get you started. It's not an exact science, and you likely won't find that every task you have a hard time completing on time possesses the same attributes. But the more details you can extract, the better, because it is in the details that you find your why. Why am I avoiding this instead of that? And how do I soothe myself when not completing these tasks on time? And what does that soothing say about what I feel I'm lacking? Answering these questions is supremely helpful if we're going to work through procrastination. Because procrastination doesn't pop up out of thin air any more than like depression does, even though it's you know more than likely not as debilitating. In procrastination, we find keys to our values. We find uh, insight into our insecurities. By examining our tendency to procrastinate, we're able to arrive at more structural questions that are really important. And some of those might be, am I trying to be perfect? Why? For who? Do I fear judgment? Do I rely on the hope of completing a task later? Like, is it essential for me to feel as though I have that level of achievement to look forward to? Do I feel that by accomplishing certain tasks that I'm answering to someone that I hate the idea of answering to? These types of questions help us distinguish between the parts of life that we feel confident in or value to us or comfort us from the other parts of life that we just need to dismiss until later because somehow emotionally they just feel like too much to bear. And once we have that separation, those lists, we have information with which we can change our approach to acting on the unpleasant tasks and start to move towards a life without procrastination. We're better prepared to redefine success, get to know ourselves better, bring more joy to difficult tasks, or maybe even have the wherewithal to remove those tasks from our schedules altogether if we feel they don't really serve us. So uh, let's, let's think about how this might look. So say you've discovered that the tasks you always seem to put off are large tasks, okay? Regardless of importance, if they take up a large chunk of time, you tend to put them off. So that's what they have in common. That's the pattern. Now, internally, the work may involve reflection questions about why time-consuming tasks are so daunting. Have you consistently been judged for having poor concentration? Do you have an existential fear that spending too much time on one thing takes away from your ability to have a variety of different experiences? Those are just a couple of options. And then meanwhile, externally, the work could involve breaking big tasks into small manageable portions with rest periods in between. Uh, or you might couple these tasks with activities that you enjoy that don't feel like work. You might consider putting in a rewards type of system as well. So we'll use uh, going to the market or the grocery store as an example for now. So say you live an hour away from the grocery store and your family of five follows a really specific diet. So you've got an hour each way to drive, plus a lot of focused shopping to do once you're there, which balloons this whole ordeal to over three hours easily and feeling as though you've lost your whole afternoon maybe. You might break this task down by ordering non-perishables online or meal kit delivery services online and then buying produce from a local farm closer by. 
or you might make market trips into a whole family day. So if the market's in the city, maybe you drive into the city first to do some fun things together with your whole family, and then going to the market is the last thing you do, and then you drive home afterwards. Uh, Or you might reward yourself with a task that's really enjoyable afterwards, after you've gone to the market, Um, like exercise, for example. So if working out is your favorite part of your routine, crazy as it may sound for some, then you might benefit from having it as something to look forward to after having a long task that feels more obligatory out of the way first, again, like going to the market. So whether you take this simultaneous approach or just an outside-in approach or just an inside-out approach, you have options. I personally, however, would just not sleep on the opportunity that lies in deeply questioning the roots and the nuances of your procrastination. Because procrastination most certainly provides a window into what you're dismissing in your inner life, not just your outer life. All right, dear friends, Asker, uh, I hope this episode gave you some new material to work with as you try to climb out from under your procrastination. And for everyone else, as I said in the beginning, uh, procrastination exists in different traces, and you can probably find that to be true in your own life. So even if it is just marginal, and you generally have good self-control, consider digging a bit deeper and seeing what it has to teach you. I'm really grateful to have been able to answer this question today, guys, as I am every question. So if you have one you'd like to send in, please email it to me at advice at oldpodcast.com, advice at oldpodcast.com. Nothing is off limits. I would really love to hear from you, and you will definitely get a response. Other than that, it's time to go, everyone. Time to wrap up. Have a great rest of your day. And I will see you again for the next episode, where your optimal life awaits.